Hi, it's Lex Friedman from The Rebound. You may remember me from such podcasts as The Rebound. Listen, you might have already downloaded this episode and you might have already had the new episode and listened to it and enjoyed it, loved it. Uh, but maybe you didn't. Maybe when you downloaded this week's episode, uh, number 446, Seven Minutes in Heaven, you got the audio from Syracuse and Level Complaint. Uh, that's episode 445. Uh, I'm not going to say that was anybody's fault that that error happened. I'm not going to say it was John Molson's fault, but I'm not going to get into it. So what we ended up doing eventually was deleting the episode and uh, recreating it. So if you got the episode twice, we're really sorry. If this fixes your problem where you kept trying to get the right audio and say overcast but couldn't, now you can because we deleted it and reposted it. So we're sorry if we wasted your time because you downloaded it a second time and you already had it. And you're welcome if we fixed your problem. Uh, All complaints should go directly to me and I'm uh, Dan Morin on Mastodon. You want to record this one? I'm recording. I think this week we should record. Not every week, but this week, because you know what's next week? Nope. Oh, I thought you know. I was asking. What would you... Next week... (laughs) Let's not pronounce uh, it that way. I'm going to a a concert next week? Let's choose not to pronounce it that way. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Well, we we have listener questions about WDBC, so we'll see how many of them we can answer before we get to those questions. Okay. (laughs) Sounds oh, good. I I thought Lex was taking us right into listener questions in a world's first shortest I, show ever. Yeah. All right, well that's it. We got time for I don't questions. Know. Sometimes the sometimes the questions make us go long, so that's not that's necessarily right. the case. I guess that's true. I mean, are we just a show that answers questions now? <laughs> I There's think nothing we wrong with that. Make or answer <laughs> I guess questions. not. That's a perfectly feel, valid format. I feel bad because then I feel like we're making our people pay us for the privilege of creating the content for the show. <laughs> but they're, they're being the show they want to see in the world. I think it's mm-hmm. it's good. They're making. That's they're making it what they want. They love being the puppet masters, don't? But you know. Dan, you're going to the worldwide developer conference, right? <laughs> no comment. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Um, oh, he's not sure yet. Probably. Wow. Got it. And, this uh, is the awkwardness of of launching right into our show without mm-hmm. a chance to actually talk to John and Lex beforehand because I can't let them in on all the scuttle. But now oh, we're recording, geez, and I don't okay. know what I can say and what right, I can't. Well, say. I guess we'll find out later. Yeah. If we remember. Maybe. If we live Maybe that long. Not. If you care. <laughs> but, Moltz, you're not going. For I'm sure. not going. I'm not going. I thought about that this morning. I was like, it really never occurred to me once. I mean, I'm not going to the event, obviously. I haven't been invited, and I did not try to get a ticket for sure, because, I mean, that would be a waste of... Is it, is it Everybody's money? time. They, yeah, like, it, definitely everybody's time. Um, but it's not the kind of thing where you go to hang out anymore, really. It doesn't seem like... I mean, you could go well, to did the you talk even, show, but... When was the last time you went... It, like pre-COVID, like to WWDC. When it was a point. Yeah, when it was a time. I think I only went to one or two at the most. Um, right. So yeah. like that it wasn't was long, a job. You know, that wasn't a thing that was going to happen anyway. It was like ten years ago. Yeah. WWDC used to be a great time to hang out. Honestly. Yeah. I, I always you know back it. when it was in San Francisco. But I, I even, I didn't mind San Jose. Honestly, I got used to it. It was fine. Okay. Um, right. Well. It was kind of a pain to get to, 100%. Well, it seems like after COVID, though, particularly, it's like... Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, now it's not... It's not the same thing. There's nothing now. I mean, it is not a... Yeah. If you are going because you got Apple's invitation, you know, you entered the lottery or whatever. Yeah, sure. There's going to be stuff. There's going to be events. And, like, it looks like they may even have, like, a a party or something. 
um, going on. So, you know, there's plenty of stuff to do if you're there as a developer. Um, but for those who used to go just because it was a good time, right. um, you know, you saw people, it's a harder, it's a harder proposition now because they're Cupertino, let's be honest, is not a, not a fun place to hang out. It doesn't seem like <laughs> even, it. even less so than San Jose, which had its problem, but San Jose, you were at least downtown. Like there were restaurants and there were bars and like you could go do something and that was fine. If I could Cupertino, rent an El Camino and just drive up and down to Anza Boulevard, <laughs> I mean, that might be one thing, but you can't rent an El Camino. Yeah, not not, a, not at decent prices anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so the long and short of it is, I I I pour one out for what WWC used to be, um, but I you know there's still value for people who are actually there for the stated purpose of being developers. Mm-hmm. Nerds. <laughs> um, I mean, other than going I, down to be on the talk show, I won't be there. Right. right. Of course. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure you're yeah. the special guest. <laughs> the you know um, amusingly to me uh, and maybe no one else, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Frenemy of the show, Glenn Fleischman, had posted on Macedon, <laughs> um, wondering about. Uh, he was like, "I wonder if maybe none of this stuff about a headset is true. I wonder if it's all just crap <laughs> that Apple weirdest conspiracy out. theory." <laughs> yes, um, and uh, Gruber responded to him like, "No, it's definitely happening." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh well, you I trust." <laughs> so the entire Apple News ecosystem bullshit. But Gruber, he trusts. But uh, as we're recording today on on May thirtieth, Apple sent out a. Uh, a reminder, I guess, to everybody in the development program that uh, WWDC is coming in a week. <laughs> if you and, forgot, uh, the graphic, the graphic says tickets, code, better hurry. The graphic says code new worlds, which um, uh, people are people taking as an unsubtle hint as a Star <laughs> yeah. Trek reference. So I, guess, I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they also invited a bunch of people from the XR press. So I mean, who even knew that was a thing? Which yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, XR I mean yeah, no, no offense. <laughs> I, like guess. There's, I don't know. Sort of. There's maybe an XR a bit, stories but... and an XR secrets. There's, there's a nine to five XR. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, XR colors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Though man, the XR lope. That dude is an asshole. <laughs> He's just misunderstood. <laughs> I'm just surprised they don't pronounce it Zerolope. <laughs> Some people do. The Zerolope is an actual animal. That gets confusing. <laughs> uh yeah so i guess uh something's happening next week uh, I, by all, by all we, accounts we gotta, we gotta do our we gotta do our picks for the show though right that's what, I mean, what, what are our predictions gonna be yeah. yeah all right who wants to go first oh so yeah i i definitely think that's happening right um okay. so it, it's taking out a bold position yeah, there. yeah i mean that's not that that's just that's happening i didn't, that's that, I didn't say that was a bold position week. i implied the opposite of that i implied the opposite of it being a bold position um dan you you made a bold proposition like a couple of weeks ago saying that apple was going to announce remembers. the uh, the 15 inch macbook air before the show i don't i did unless, I, unless I it I'm happens wrong. in the next hour <laughs> yeah, yeah, i don't think it's gonna happen point. i don't think it's gonna happen I, yeah although, although I, there's i think there's a possibility they announce it by press release after the show yeah because again if you have a keynote that is by all accounts as busy as this one is mm-hmm. i still don't quite fathom I mean, it's popular. It's a popular device, right? Like yeah. the MacBook Air is their best-selling Mac. Um, I think a 15-inch version will sell like hotcakes. But part of me is also like, but the audience watching WWDC is not your consumer audience. It's yeah. developers predominantly. Right. So why waste, you know, even the 20 minutes it's going to take for you to run down a computer that is basically the same yeah. as the computer you already sell, but slightly larger? Yeah, I yeah, I, I mean, mean I, think I, I, I think I think there's a very good chance it's just a it's, a, it's just a press release around 
I, I do think that the WWDC keynote audience is everybody, right? Not just not just developers. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, I guess, I don't know. but it's not as much it's as still like, usually targeted towards them. Though. I mean, it's a self-selecting group of nerds, and then even within that, I feel like it's even more yeah. self-selected. So yeah, sure. So, but I feel like yeah, yeah I don't know. Like the not thing as big as the iPhone event. I, right? I feel like at least at some WWDC events, they have talked about like what's coming to Apple TV. <laughs> Apple TV Plus. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's weird. They, yeah. Good, but they it's, definitely it's, have because it's all the things. Yeah. Uh, so they'll just, definitely again, do. It's not an exciting announcement. I think that's even if it was a consumer audience. Right. I don't know. Good morning. Did, wait, We're did they, did they actually bring those actors out? Did they bring those actors out at WWDC? Is that when they they had the, that whole awkward thing with actors actors coming out talking about Apple TV no, Plus? No, was that I don't an Apple TV so. Plus? That was a different. That was like an Apple TV yeah, Plus okay. launch. Event. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be super weird. That would be super weird. I think it was in and the here spring. Here is though, Jennifer so Aniston to it... talk to you about implementing Swift in your apps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, they did. They did the friend, friends did do like a promotion for Windows ninety five, right? Uh, that, yeah, you know that would be it. channeling it. Apple should pay a boatload of money to get them all back together because you know Chandler, big MacWorld reader, and big Mac just World get reader. them all. Ba- should get them all back together to uh, promote. Swift or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but but they will do they got they have to do some sort of you know, this is what's coming in Mac OS, iOS, iPad OS, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think they can't, the they, can't is, they can't just go right into here's the headset. No, but I think it will be interesting to see after the fact the breakdown of time and how mm-hmm. much time gets spent on those platforms versus on the headset. Because I think they want to clear a lot of room for the headset and it may be, you know, there've been a lot of, a lot of talk about how this can be a smaller year for many of the other platforms. Maybe that's not true, but it does feel like the headset, if you have a two hour show, for example, I feel like the headset probably takes an hour. I, I like to imagine that they're going to announce it. They're going to show an ad for their headset and their tagline is going to be something like, You'll you'll smile from ear to ear. That's my that's my prediction. That's my bold prediction. <laughs> that's your bold prediction. Okay, that's a terrible uh, bold prediction. My <laughs> sorry. Okay, my... I think there'll be a headset. That's my that's my <laughs> bold go. prediction. <laughs> I, here, all right. God. I'm staking out. I've already shown my willingness to stake out ground that is wrong. So I'm just going to continue mm-hmm. with that trend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm staking out ground that there is a portion of the keynote that is live. Like in front of like people, some stage component. That is no. my, that is my know. pitch. And I think last year there was like a small live intro before the stream started. Yeah, it for was all literally us, Tim came out and like live said, VR Hi, stuff. Is but that so doesn't boring, count, though. Right? That doesn't but, count. Although it's t- never t- stopped. VR them stuff is not great either, right? Like that's yeah. the thing. Is I think, but if the, you do, well, yeah, I don't know. Here is the one reason that I think there's a possibility of this. Videos and Apple has done this. It's all slickly produced, right? Like, in, and everybody knows when you're doing a totally video keynote, you're working with a net, right? Because anything that goes mm-hmm. wrong doesn't make it in. All that stuff can be sort of excised. But part of me wonders if they want to show off in the same way that video game, when they like video game like places talk about, you know, new games, everybody gets annoyed because it's like, well, that's all pre-rendered, right? Like that's not the game playing live. That's all stuff they've like made beforehand and the graphics will never be that good in the game. And part of me wonders if they want to show off how good this thing is like outside of the realm of a carefully edited video. And it's risky, right? Like, I don't know, like maybe they prefer the sure thing over the risk of that. But I also feel like being able to trot it out live and say like, this is how good it looks compared to other stuff. I yeah. feel like there might be a temptation there. 
I could be wrong, but I feel like there might be a temptation there. Now, if they've been tricking everybody with some of these leaks about like the battery pack you have to wear and how big and bulky they're going to have to be, it would be cool to come out and like remember Steve had uh, a, a laptop in an envelope, like in a in a, in a Manila envelope. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the original layer. Uh, he took he took some things out of his pocket, but like it would be cool if you could have the 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 your virtual reality glasses in your breast pocket and then take them out like that'd be neat i don't think it's gonna happen yeah. but that would be that worth doing yeah. <laughs> that seems unlikely yeah. but yeah i think the better better chance that like you know we, we some people have a battery pack they require and then they just disconnect it and throw it into the audience and it turns out it doesn't need a battery yeah i don't know <laughs> you get seven minutes of battery life right. <laughs> but it's an intense seven minutes lex yeah. seven minutes in heaven mm-hmm. <laughs> nope not even gonna write it down <laughs> what come on all right you know that's what's going to be the Suralope. <laughs> title bit. Uh, anyways, yeah, there's my bold prediction. I mean, you're inviting a lot of people. You're probably putting them in the Steve Jobs Theater. It seems it's always a little weird to have people come and watch a movie <laughs> at your, yeah. at your yeah. campus. It doesn't even work for movie theaters anymore. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. So m- that's why part of me wonders what the, what is the, the value add, as it were, here. I'm sure there'll be a demo. I'm sure there'll be hands-on time. My assumption is that every attendee will get a headset. And that Under you'll watch seat. the yep. entire event on that headset. So oh, it'll man. be super immersive. <laughs> now we're just... So come come to our campus to watch a thing that's virtual <laughs> in an immersive environment of the place you already are. Ladies and gentlemen, the chair you're sitting on is the battery pack. This so sounds like, this sounds like Crazy XR Rumors is what this sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> that site used to be good. Uh, <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so the only other thing that's gotten any substantial like traction in rumors is this watchOS makeover. Like, very little on Mac, iPad, and iOS rumors. Like a few things here and there, but I, I think there's, I think there's only a small amount of the show devoted to those things. Is my guess. I would guess so if they're if they've got the yeah. I mean, which I've already a said. whole new platform. <laughs> it's going to take <laughs> yeah, some time. They, yeah, right. <laughs> so then the other uh, question is like, will they announce the price? And my guess yes. is my guess is no. Okay. No, I, well, let's I, let's go to war. I guess I say yes. No. Okay. I go with Lex on this one. Really? I, there's okay. been so much talk over it. I I can't imagine. It's like this Everybody will come out of that with only one question, yeah, and it will undercut everything else they say. Mm. Change your mind on this one, Maltz. One of us. One well, of I, us. Let's throw out this this question. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm sticking with it. Is it is it three thousand dollars? Oh, I think it may not be. Here's my here's my offer. If Moltz is wrong and they name a price and it's less than three thousand dollars, he has to buy Dan one. That's, that's <laughs> no. This is bold position. Do not predi- agree. Bold positions weekly over here. <laughs> really, that's, that's really uh, you really can't assign Moltz's a bold skin pres- on the line. You can't there. assign a bold proposition to somebody else. <laughs> Here's my call. Uh, Moltz gives you his firstborn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hank will be very happy. I think he uh, might. He might. <laughs> I uh, I don't know I uh, no I think they will have a price I I can't imagine it's three thousand dollars that seems ridiculous I'm I'm I guessing agree. I'm I certainly think it'll have four digits yeah. <laughs> before the cents uh, but man I don't I, my hunch is I guess in the two thousand dollar range which is I still say nineteen ninety nine I think it's either nineteen ninety nine or twenty four ninety nine I think it's somewhere in that you know two thousand yeah, I mean, to twenty five hundred yeah, range I just I don't sense. think you can go higher than that. If you could go lower than that, it would be fucking amazing, but I do not think they can do that. Now, here's the truly remarkable prediction that I want you to make, if you can nail it. Who, what celebrity 
will be either the voiceover artist or person appearing in the ad unveiling this thing. Well, we're not gonna going to know until Lex tells us. <laughs> if, uh, if, if it's voice only, I will know the voice. <laughs> uh, I say Brian Cox. Oh. <laughs> From Going Succession. Yeah, yeah there you good. go. He's got a good voice. He's got a good gravelly yeah. voice. Yeah, I feel uh, like he would be good. Following your lead, I'm going to go with Bill Hader. He's going to be he's going to be the voice. <laughs> We're going to talk about the last episode of Barry in the post show, I think. Oh good. The bonus. I've uh seen it, but okay. It's it's <laughs> but yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, broad strokes. It's fine. Uh Yeah, all right, that's good. John, you got to pick. Uh <laughs> I don't know, Anson Mount. I don't know. <laughs> Star Trek, you know, it's uh, Code New Worlds. Code New Worlds. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we have plenty more predictions and analysis, but we also have uh, sponsors to thank. This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Sunday. It's our old friends at Sunday. It's time to reclaim your weekend. Sunday lawn care can take one thing off your to-do list. Instead of spending time working on your yard, you can spend time enjoying it from within. Sunday is everything you need to get the lawn you've dreamed of. This spring. By which I mean right now. Go to GetSunday.com slash rebound and enter your address to get a customized plan created just for your lawn. No trips to the store or hauling heavy bags because they strip straight to ship ship. They ship straight to your home. <laughs> it's hard to say. You just need a hose to apply Sunday. You can fertilize your whole lawn in less time than it takes to watch an episode of your favorite TV show. And they only use ingredients you can feel good about. No harsh chemicals, no long waiting periods, no trying to keep your kids and pets off the lawn. Just apply, let it dry, and you're back to enjoying your yard. Sunday is easy. Some lawn care services cost more than $1,500 a year, but Sunday's full season plan start at just $109. I have a lawn. Sunday uh, hooked me up, and it's uh, my lawn is green. I would even say, I would be venture to say that my lawn could be the envy of the cul-de-sac. I'm just putting that out there. It, it looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Uh, no dead spots, no, no bad anything. Uh, and uh, I mean, there are three pets plus three kids that live in this house. And the fact that I don't have to worry about anything going on the lawn, that's pretty good. For a limited time, Sunday is offering our listeners 50% off your first box. So you can get started for as little as 55 bucks when you go to GetSunday.com slash rebound. That's 50% off your first box at GetSunday.com slash rebound. Our thanks to Sunday for their support of this show and chemicals with uh, names that are easy to pronounce because they're not crazy harsh ones. Excellent. I liked when they sent me a Sunday for Sunday. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's the stuff. Ice cream man, ice cream man. <laughs> do, you, okay. do you buy ice cream from the ice cream man, by the way? Uh, we have Trunk. not in a long time. No, very they don't come, he doesn't come down. He, she, they don't come down uh, our on a dead end, cul-de-sac. Though. Yeah, very much. So, so um, <laughs> we don't get, we, we hear, hear the bell, you know, hear the music, mm. um, but we We'd have to run up to the end of the street. And at this point, it's like, do I want to run up to the end of the street for crabby ice cream? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm on a cul-de-sac, and there's uh, a per- people at the end of the cul-de-sac always get ice cream, so he always comes down. But I very rarely want to buy from the ice cream truck. It's the least good and least cost-effective way to get ice cream. Yeah. But, man, those chimes it's, are very annoying. <laughs> I, think I, I think I told the story of how we went to an outdoor concert maybe a year or so ago in a nearby town, and there was like an ice cream truck there and then another ice cream truck truck pulled up oh. and there was like a serious throwdown like the guy from the first truck like went and started yelling at the guy from the second truck well while leaving his own truck within a long line unattended and we're all sitting there going what are you doing like <laughs> literally this is big enough for both of you <laughs> but no, no, the, the ice cream fight that they had serious. took place in the ice cream cone of silence though so we can't talk about it <laughs> no okay no not really Better like next I, mean, time. I don't know why i don't know why <laughs> It didn't really work for me. Is the question. 
tried sprinkling some more in there. Mm. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Uh, Dan, it's up to you. Is you now an okay time? That, I think you should 86 that joke. <laughs> is, is, is now an acceptable time to talk about some listener questions? All right, sure. Uh, Brian Moon. <laughs> This is, by the way, from Rebound Prime members, prime.reboundcast.com, bonus episodes, bootlegs, etc. Uh, Brian Moon says, my phone just reminded me that today's the anniversary of the last time I went skydiving. It was amazing, but I'm too old and close to death to try something like that again. What's the most exhilarating slash death-defying thing you've ever done? First of all, I reject the premise of how you've thought about this, Brian. I intend to do some death-defying things when i'm much closer to the death i'm looking to defy because then it matters less i do intend to skydive which i've never done but uh, i did promise my wife and kids that i wouldn't do it until they were all in college uh, <laughs> i dated a skydiver and let me tell you i have no i have no desire to ever do that i don't uh, yeah, i i obviously don't want i just that. want to date dan that's the whole reason i'm doing this mm. it's long play not gonna not gonna get you there <laughs> damn it it wasn't uh, skydiving that did it. What's the that's mean? What's the most exhilarating or death defying thing you've ever done? This podcast. No, uh, <laughs> I yeah I, yeah I saw this question when it came. I didn't, and now I have to think hard about. It. Came the up. only thing that's coming to mind is well, I'm sure I have done some really stupid shit in my car as oh, a teenager yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, that is things that I don't true. want to admit to on it, a podcast. Me too. Let's be Same. clear. Hard saying. Uh, more recently, I think, and this is not particularly death-defying. So, but uh, when we were in India, I rented a we rented a scooter, like a moped type thing, not mm. moped, but like a little like a Vespa scooter, and definitely drove it down like a, a highway at full speed. I don't think either of us had helmets on. That felt pretty death-defying for me. I realize in in New Hampshire, that's just how you do shit. I was in New Hampshire this weekend. Motorcyclists just drive at insane rates on the freeway. None of them <laughs> wearing helmets. Uh, but for me, at a that felt pretty death-defying. Then I climbed to the top of a uh, basically large hill on top of which was a temple, and I had to do the last part of it all barefoot and walk around because they don't let you have your shoes on in the temple. Uh, and that was also felt, maybe not death-defying, but... It was made it was entirely a, of broken glass, so it, it was, was, it was, it was a little risky, yeah. I don't like I, going barefoot. I think the reality is I don't do a lot of death-defying things. Um, <laughs> what have you done that's death-defying? I don't like going don't barefoot. Like barefoot. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I did. I, I, I parasailed, which did not feel in any way death-defying. It was exhilarating. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, I, I think that's it. <laughs> I ride roller coasters at the fair. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I went that's on Tower of one of the, one of the ones, One of the ones that Karen and Hank rode uh, fell over like a few years later. <laughs> Yeah, I I uh, did Tower of Terror once. I did Space Mountain once. Those were both enough for me. I'm not a death-defying person. Yeah, I, I really don't. I don't think I I just cannot. Other than driving, yeah, driving very dumb, stupid things years ago. Um, but we're not gonna uh, talk about those. I I guess one. <laughs> uh, I two two death-defying experiences, both of which. Um, strain what you meant by this question brian uh one for me was i was a, a camper at summer camp it was my first time at this summer camp that i then went to for nine years now my kids That's go there your first night you have to fight and it was my first night thank goodness <laughs> they, but they, um they put them in the middle of the of the, of the cabin and they throw the, apple the knives octagon. on the floor yeah. that break, first summer the camp the, the camp space was so large and the camp you know body was so small that there were like two or three kids to a bunk with with a counselor and my counselor josh came back uh, one night, and uh, I was the only camper in the cabin at the time, and he's like, Lex, 
I've got this knife and I want to test it out. And he starts walking towards me with this knife blade extended to me. And he's backing me up. And I back up through the cabin. I back up. Now I've, I'm, I've gone into the bathroom stall like a dumb kid who doesn't know how to escape in a horror movie. I've oh climbed God. up onto the toilet. And it's like, maybe I should just stick the knife into myself. And I'm like, that's a better idea. And he does. And it's a fake knife. Like the whole thing was just a fucking gag. Like, let me terrorize this kid. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but it felt death-defying that I convinced him to stab himself instead of me. Um, and I'm going to save the other one for another time. So I, it does remind me of, uh, sorry, I had to relive this story because it came up the other day where, uh, I was talking to a couple neighbors and one of them, I, fortunately, hopefully nobody was ever going to listen to this story so I can relate it. Um, <laughs> one of them is a slightly weird guy. Very nice. Um, uh, but we were standing around a few of us talking cause there's construction on our street and we're talking about construction, or whatever. I can't remember the segue that brought this up. But he like looked around and it's like kids are out there. He's got like two kids. Uh, and he like looks around a little bit and was like, I gotta tell you this story. You know, he looks around. And he's like, "Did accidentally freebase heroin once?" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." Uh, and then like, it's like I was in Thailand. And then we're like, "All right." And then his kid walks up and he's like, "Yeah, we'll talk about this later." I was like, "I'm not sure that we will." <laughs> um, good. Well, I hope that answers your question, Brian. It didn't. Uh, but you should go again. Uh, M. Kelly asks. What is in the top row of apps on your Apple TV if you have one? I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, let me yeah, think. Not, uh, so when I saw that question come in, I mean, I mostly use the Fire TV. I have an Apple TV, and then I use obviously the Apple TV app on the Fire TV, which I imagine is similar. But I don't customize those apps at all because I use um, I use Voice to, to open all the things I want to watch. I have, I think, the Apple TV app in the top left corner because. Um, that also puts up up next up there, which is what I use mostly. Um, I think the, uh, app, iTunes store or whatever, like rent movie rentals is up there in the top. I think the app store might also be up in the top. Oh man. We judged you on this, that one. Sorry. This podcast is over. Fine. Yeah. Why? I just, sometimes you need a nap. Um, <laughs> but not <sometimes>. often. <laughs> it's an Apple TV, I dude. I don't remember why. It's, it's some of these things you just put up there, and then it's like, yeah, oh, I should. Change well, that's the thing. I don't. Uh, mine are mine are definitely. I mean, I've got three, right? Yeah, and they're definitely not consistent. But in general, five, I would say five across the top row, right? I that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Apple TV Plus app, and then <laughs> we did a lot of the streaming question, and then research. the streaming services that I use the most. So Disney Plus, HBO. Um, I think you mean Max. Hulu. Yeah, whatever. Um, and Netflix, most likely. Uh, yeah, on the one on the one in the basement though, music is up there because uh, hang out with my friends down there and we listen to music. Yeah, I no clue. Honestly, I, I should have looked. I was looking at it just earlier today, and I honestly can't can't remember. We'll I'm gonna make a point we'll to rearrange to all of them. Our pal uh, Jeeber is here with a tech question. Weird. Uh, what are uninstalled <laughs> apps in my iPhone cellular data Has he usage heard the show? list? I actually just saw a conversation about this, but apparently, uh, sometimes when you're looking at your your you know what apps have used the most data, you can say uninstalled apps or and recently deleted. My mom had. I thought we just talked about this because it happened to my mom um, because it's updates usually. Yep, it's like when the app has been up. I think I think we talked about it online and not on the show. Maybe okay. I think it was on some social network, but. Probably Blue Sky, where I'm not. Um, but yeah, so it, it can be when an app is updated um, or if it's an app that you've removed or if you have the optimized storage on. It's probably one of those things. Yep, sure. Hope that helps. <laughs> uh, Mahir says, 
Are you going to WWDC? <laughs> Who are you looking forward to seeing again? No, Tim Cook. <laughs> Those are my answers. Uh, uh, and he has no comments. Yeah. No comment. Unconfirmed. And uh, who am I looking forward to seeing again? I don't know. Honestly, uh, everybody is the. If I was being yeah. a genuine answer to that question, I love. That's the. That's the only reason I would ever go. Is to see. It the is. I mean, it is the best part of going. There are people that. The, it saddened me during the pandemic because that was the literally getting together for like Apple stuff was the only time I see some people. Like, there are people who I am friendly with that I will never see in person unless it's at an Apple event. So they know why. It's all well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's very unlikely, uh, and that that's a, a bummer. So it's nice to be able to go and see lots of people I would not see otherwise. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. I'm not uh, names. Listener Zach Dox asks, less than a week out, how are you all feeling about WWDC? <laughs> Excited? Pensive? Meh? Angry? Overjoyed? And I actually, I mean, this question was asked kindly and in, in you know good spirits. I was, it threw me. I, I this question made me feel feelings, which I don't think was its point. Because wow. I was like, I don't know, like, and I was trying to decide: is it because I'm older? Flummoxed. Like, like, and we've talked about this sometimes. But there, there's only so many more things that I need <laughs> technologically. And like, uh, oh, my other bold prediction was going to be they're going to skip iOS 17 and go right to iOS 18. But like, I imagine there'll be cool, new, exciting features. Um, but a whole lot of it's going to be stuff like I, I truly. I only care about the headset as a curiosity. I know I'm not going to buy it. I, I've already promised Moltz. I don't break my Moltz promises. Uh, I screwed up once. I can't ever do it again. Um, sorry, Hillary. But so the... I, 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 sorry, America. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I, I, what, the thing I'm actually truly looking forward to is uh, an update to iOS that catches up with uh, the Google Pixel for AI image editing, right? I want to be able to just remove people I don't want in the background with a button without having to use a third-party app. And I, I feel like that's... I'd be surprised if they don't introduce stuff like that. Um, but other than that, like, I don't know, like, what do I need? <laughs> I feel, I feel mad about it. Not because of I, anything uh, Apple's doing wrong, but because I'm old. That's, that's my answer. I have some pretty bad news from you about this tech podcast you do every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 I don't How know. are you guys I'm, feeling? I am excited for the new platform just because it's a yeah. thing that doesn't happen very often. I'm, I'm like, just excited to find out what it, you know, <laughs> the stuff that we don't know. I mean, so much, it seems like, I feel like I know so little about this this thing like i i don't understand what the appeal of it is particularly and so i'm interested to find out what that might be um and there's I a thing like time... the, so no man's sky the, the makers of no man's sky were yeah, supposed to put out no man's sky for the mac um in 2000, 2022 and uh, they did not and then they the, the guy who runs the company i guess like tweeted some apple right emoji and and Which is... uh Seems Interesting. Like, yeah. Is that does that just mean that the game is coming, or does that mean the game is coming on the headset? I wouldn't bet against it coming on the headset because yeah. I think there's a VR version of it already. I think there's a version for PlayStation is VR. Yeah, I'm looking now. Yeah, I think there is a VR version. So, so that doesn't yeah. seem like such a. I mean, no, it's not. A it's huge, not a stretch and, by any and by any really, stretch. As I recall, they they talked that one up when the um, M2 Mac Mini and MacBook Air came out earlier this year. That was also a demo title, um, like that they talked about during the event or something. So mm-hmm. it seems likely that it's probably coming, being maybe being released for the Mac and in development for the headset, and they'll demo it for the headset. I think that's a solid bet. Yeah. And, so I, and, I, and then it'll I'll not admit- come out. For, then it'll not come out for the headset. <laughs> 
I'll admit <laughs> the, way later, it, the way it has not come out for the Mac yet. To say that I share your, I mean, I certainly am intrigued to know what the hell it is and why they're releasing it and like what, honestly, what they're, what it does, why they think it's a thing to do, and then what the public's overall response to it. I'm intrigued for those things. But you also, I feel like you can write some of the stories already of like some breathless enthusiasm and then some heavy skepticism and all kinds of hot takes. Like, like sir, are you an AI? <laughs> I am. Uh, I am an AI. There is one more, by the way, Rebound Prime question from Jeeber, but it's it's so inside baseball for Rebound Prime that I'm going to save that one for uh, the bonus episode. Wow. Um, yeah. It's, it's the right move. Uh, but uh, I want to mention before we do anything else, which I'm going to turn to Dan and John because I'm, I'm, I'm not out of things. Uh, but this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Indochino. We all want to look sharp at Dan Morin's wedding and other people's weddings, but it shouldn't be expensive. Uh, does anybody have a formal event coming up? Dan's going to WWDC WWDC keynote. Yeah. When Dan goes to the WWDC keynote, which he might do, you know he's going to look his best. Or if he's just watching it at home. Also true. Right. Anybody watching it from home, if you're going to load that up on your Apple TV or your Apple TV compatible device, you're going to want to look your best. Uh, And if you're going to WWDC, boy, the cost of attending can really add up. Flights, hotels, all that stuff. But with a custom-fitted suit from Indochino, you can look good and create memories without it costing a fortune. Plus, you can have everything exactly the way you want it by customizing every detail on your suit, your shirt, your dinner jacket, and more. In a range of colors from a traditional black or gray to burgundy or olive to a classic Hemsworth navy. Uh, I own two Indochino suits. John owns some Indochino slacks. Dan has an Indochino suit. This is an Indochino family right here on the rebound. That's how we, we always call ourselves the Indochino boys. That's, that's just our name for ourselves. <laughs> and when you put those things on, you're like, wow. That's what our tattoos say. This is made to fit my exact body. And uh, I don't know. I, I thought I thought Dan looked great at his wedding. I thought I looked great at his wedding. And that's I've never seen Molson in his Indochino pants, but I'm guessing he looked great in those too. I look really good. Uh, I've done uh, the Indochino experience. Molson, you did it online, right? You did the measurements online and all that? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Dan Dan went to a, a showroom and did it in person. Pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Every suit is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. Create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly with options for fabrics, lapel shape, custom monograms, statement linings, and more. They also have tuxedos starting at $579. Why rent when you could buy a custom tux you can rewear for years to come? Indochino also offers completely custom-fitted shirts, casual wear, and more. So get a superior wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without the luxury price tag. They're always adding new pieces and options so you can stay on trend and in style. Explore their relaxed yet refined approach to spring suits with their new spring fabrics. RSVP, knowing you've got the perfect look all wedding season long from Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code REBOUND to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code REBOUND. Our thanks to Indochino for sponsoring this show and making us look good for Dub Dub. <laughs> Dang. Um, there's, I mean, there's... There's possibly other things that could be announced there too, right? Oh. Well, when the heck do you think they're going to announce a Mac Pro? <laughs> That's a good question. This would be the event, right? It you'd seems think, like it. You'd think this would be exactly the place for them to announce a Mac I Pro. Like this is the totally, audience, right? They totally glossed over that whole, we're going to finish our transition in two years. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't. And they're just like, they still what? sell. They, promised Mac- what now? they still sell an Intel-based Mac Pro. We do a what? Which we, were, we didn't say anything. We didn't promise anything. They probably erased it from their previous keynote. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, sure seems like it should show up this year, and it sure seems like WWDC is the place to do it. Uh, yeah, bleh. but no one's talking about it. If they are, I tell you this, it's only going to be like a, a description of it, because if it were going into production, we would have 
the supply chain would have leaked by now. So it's possible that they have prototypes and maybe they'll talk about like how they're designing it or whatever, but it's not going to be like a, they have them there. They'd be like, right, oh, it's coming yeah. later this year mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And even then, I would that sounds not likely. before the end of the year. Or, you but... know, more, more likely. Or, or they will never talk about or, it again. Yeah, I think it's one of those two things for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, that is a puzzling product. Um, <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I mean... Like, yeah, it seems to be puzzling them as well. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, I understand. I mean, being where they are, I feel like, you know, they're doing pretty great with Apple Silicon Macs in general. Uh, the, yeah. The Mac Pro remains a computer, you know, maybe your sort of flagship, like, here's the most we can do, right? Like, here's the super awesome best computer we can build, and it's really expensive, but it's amazing. Um, it's just such a small chunk of their lineup that it it seems like it's there for bragging rights but not necessarily there for huge sales right um so yeah i don't know i i would not be i think i would i'm gonna say this i'd be surprised if they don't announce uh some version of xcode for ios or for ipad os now that they've got pro apps it feels weird to to leave this one out i bet not i i kind of I think i agree with john on this one yeah i i think i think that, that might come someday but i don't think i don't think it needs to come i mean i don't think it needs to come now and i doubt i mean given the fact that it took them this long to ship those two apps i doubt that they're ready to ship xcode i i feel like it would be a big deal but at the same time yeah. i don't know if they're there yet and they did that thing was it last year or two years ago where they announced you can make submit apps from swift playgrounds now you can write yep. apps and submit them so there is sort of a facility for writing apps on the iPad, but it's not nearly as full featured as Xcode. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I think we're going to see Diet Xcode. I think it's going to happen. Okay, all right. That's a bold prediction. I like that one. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. And um, we're each paying each other five hundred dollars for each bold prediction we get right. <laughs> will there be an update to Apple Classical at WWDC? <laughs> I don't I, know if I, there's going to be more apps for more music genres. <laughs> yeah, I well, so the relevant news to that today was that the Android version came out today. Uh, <laughs> but there's still no Mac version or iPad version, and it still doesn't have CarPlay support. <laughs> it doesn't have so, CarPlay support? That's bonkers. It does not have CarPlay support. So weird. I listened so weird. to so much classical music in the car growing up because that's all my dad listens to. <laughs> Same. So whenever he was driving, that's what it would be. That's that's that seems like more of an omission to me than the missing Mac app. I agree. Uh, I mean, I I don't. Part of me is like, I imagine they have metrics or whatever that tell them what devices people listen to their music on, and they said, yeah, more people are listening on on Android, you know, either via Apple Apple Music or the old Prime Phonic Just, app that this oh. is based on. More people listen there than on their iPad. I don't have a hard time believing that on the iPad iPad always struck me as a weird device to listen to music on, but I also feel like at the same time, yeah. Honestly, I, when like, I whenever I'm like, sitting at my desk and listening to music, I I default to my iPhone simply because the Bluetooth works better. And I was gonna say the yeah, that's the other question is what speakers are things hooked up to. And part of me was like, I wonder how many people listen via their TV because they have their best speakers on their TV and like for classical music audiophiles. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, or I don't know how they're playing music. And then part of me also wondered, as I was thinking about this, I have not ever tested how good the HomePod is at interpreting now, like, you know, requests for classical music mm. and 
handling that with Apple Classical as opposed to the truly terrible results it used to get if you would say like, hey, play Beethoven's Ninth Symphony and it would give you some just really bizarre bananas like MIDI version or something. And you're like, yeah, that's definitely what I wanted to listen to. <laughs> I also predict uh, Xcode for HomePod. That's my... Now <laughs> mm, you're talking. Hey, so-and-so. Build me an app yeah. that does this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be. Rumor. I don't think there's gonna be any. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say there's no. There's no AI talk. That's Ooh, my bold no prediction. Talk. I think they'll talk about machine learning stuff, but I don't think they'll yeah. talk about like generative AI. Right. Oh, I I do imagine that there will be an iOS feature for generative AI, or or at least corrective oh, really? AI in photos. Like just what I was talking about before, right? Oh like yeah, the, yeah, but that's not that's not yeah, AI, yeah, not AI like, right? right? Like I mean, not I'm the, about not like the, the kind of AI that's going to kill us. Chatbot or totally like build. Oh, you know, I images. I would be surprised if they don't announce something like that for Xcode. Truly, like because when you think about Xcode? like <laughs> on the yeah, iPad, yeah. no, 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 on the iPad, no, but uh, you mean like Copilot? Exactly, like the, exactly. Uh, I I would be surprised if they don't have something. I will to not be surprised. I would not be surprised if they do not. Yeah. Because they can do it just because I just bet very... five hundred dollars that I'm not that they're not going to say anything. About it. Really? No, not really. I mean, I said I said <laughs> that was my bold prediction, but I'm not betting five hundred dollars. I don't. I, I because they can do it with such a finite corpus of like accepted apps. You know what I mean? Like they can do it where where they don't have to worry about so much crap data. I don't know. It feels. It feels I don't. Like at the same thing. time, I'm looking at like Joe, our pal Joe Steele just posted during this, like uh, talking about. Uh, Apple, basically Apple's terrible autocorrect system that hallucinates words, which is an example of AI. It's like, yeah, they can't fix that shit. What makes you think that would be a good thing to integrate in like a coding program? <laughs> I I hate the autocorrect on iPhones. I hate it so I, much. I used to hate autocorrect on iPhones, but oh, I still do. I have so much hatred for typing in Safari uh, when you want it, like, because you know Safari doesn't know are you going for a URL or a search term. And it oh, doesn't the, do the a period? lot of yeah. It doesn't the period, yeah. but just just typing words in general, like it doesn't autocorrect enough there, and it makes me so mad. So then uh, I miss autocorrect in Safari. I was trying to type something in the other day, and I had that thing where I swear to God, like I, I, pray, I hit a key with my thumb, and it and it types the letter next to it. I'm like back up or delete. All right, I'm pressing this B, this key, and it's like nope. You want the letter to the right of it? Nope. Okay, I did it like two or three times, and I finally like moved my finger like even more like trying to like get it like directly over that key or whatever. And it, if it took so much work to type just this one letter, because I think it was like doing the probability thing. It's like, Oh, well you type yeah. F I, you probably want to type X and so you keep hitting C by mistake. I'm like, no, I want to type C. <laughs> I'm fickle. Damn it. I'm fickle. Yeah. I'm writing about fiction. <laughs> it's a word. It uh, is. It's yeah. a, not just amazing how frustrating it is, but like it, it also is genuinely, genuinely angering. You know what I mean? Like it really yes. makes my blood boil. When I keep it's feeling doing like I get, I'm, I'm just so old that I cannot take the amount of time it takes me to type something on my phone. Like a and text I think message. some of the anger is it could be it's it's not entirely our fault, right? They have done yes, a bad exactly. job. With some this. of it definitely is, but some of it is not. And I feel like I try really hard sometimes, and it's just thwarting me at every turn. And it's like, why am I not sitting down at a computer? It's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we have we have. Uh, <laughs> We have a group chat that we have people over every weekend and for to play games on Saturday night. We have a group and chat. One one person is is on Android in that group chat, mm. and Ugh. 
everybody texts long jokes and like and then asks about what we're making for dinner and what can they bring and all this stuff and i always have to reply and it just dri it drives me bananas because i can only reply on my phone and i have to type in <laughs> on the but little like, keyboard on my phone i can't do it on my ipad i can't do it on anything that has an actual keyboard attached to it, it just, why it, can't you get those texts on your ipad or mac because he's on android so but you can, you can I, I message doesn't doesn't work Oh my, my dear friend, you can certainly sync those texts. Yeah, to why your, are you not? You're back in iPad. You just have to turn on from your phone. Sync my text message, message chains to message other things. What? Yeah, and by the way, hang on. Not only can you do that, it's existed for gonna... years. I <laughs> yep. think possibly Lex as long as iPhone has existed. <laughs> you're talking about the feature that that forwards text messages, basically SMS. Yeah, they just turned on. Yep. It, it I was only ask... work for new messages. Just to be clear, okay, I had well, this weird fine. thing. The other day where I, I'm in a huge family thread and suddenly I got started getting the people doing, um, you know, uh, one cousin was sharing like a picture of their kid at prom and then I suddenly get it like a ton of loved an image posts. Oh, boy. And I was like, didn't we fix that? Ugh. And then later on in the thread, there are thumbs ups that are on images correctly. And now I'm sitting there going like, what the fuck is happening? And I think just looking at it now, my guess is there are people who have not updated their iOS devices or on older iOS versions. Yeah. One of them was my mom, and she has a, a first-generation SE, which is on, like, iOS 15, 12. I don't even know. Uh, and I'm guessing that feature that, that makes that work with Android phones, uh, and, because there's one, like, at least one Android phone on the list. Uh, it requires a newer this, version of iOS. When the, once that feature went live, Android clearly has the feature that I ask for every year when we're getting to WC of using unlimited emoji reactions on text messages because I'll have friends mm -hmm, with Android mm -hmm. devices where it'll, it'll say like Frank sent a cry laughing emoji. Um, and because those it can't put on because it doesn't know how to handle those. So I'm, I'm you know, maybe that, this that's is like the, the easiest win for Apple. If it does nothing yes. else for iOS 17 this year, it's like, all right, well we've only got five minutes. So uh, unlimited emoji reactions on text. All right, moving on. I'll shut up about it. <laughs> That's the biggest. I can't believe you guys didn't there. tell me about this. So Moltz just enabled text message forwarding, you guys. It's very exciting. I'm, I'm going to text him for my Google Voice number just so we can see it in action. Okay. It's going to take about five minutes. <laughs> Buckle in, everybody. 